for for many, this is an exit drug. Uh, of course, I applied and, and was accepted. And uh, using the marijuana as, as extensively as I now can has allowed me to get off of uh, a couple of prescription uh, drugs that were, were really strong. Wow. And, and that's it's been exceptionally helpful for me. That is so great to hear. And, and Jack, that sounds like exactly what the program set out to do is help people like Craig. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the reasons you saw so much support for this, it was 66%, it passed with 66% of the vote in 2018. It was the largest vote-getter of any ballot initiative or candidate on the entire Missouri ballot, is because of exactly what he just talked about. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org donate. That's stlpr.org donate. In October, sales of medical marijuana began in Missouri. You might not have realized that because many of those sales are happening outside the metro area. But the 17 dispensaries now open include ones in Washington, St. Peter's, Ellisville, and Manchester. And a staggering number of Missouri residents have now been licensed to purchase from them. And so joining us today to explain where things stand and what's going to happen next is Jack Cardetti. He's the spokesman for the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association. Jack, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me on. So, Jack, 17 dispensaries for all of Missouri doesn't sound like a lot, but I understand this is just the beginning. What are we going to see happen to that number? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One of the things I think we're most excited about about Missouri's medical cannabis program is the robust patient access that we have. In total, there's going to be 192 dispensaries spread out across the state. Wow. And and, and so that's really going to be impressive. To put that into perspective, obviously over in Metro East Illinois, there's only two dispensaries over there. The St. Louis area, the St. Louis region in general uh, on the Missouri side is going to have two to three dozen dispensaries. So patients aren't going to have to go halfway across the state to get their medicine. And that's one of the things I think we're most excited about. So that seems like the good news. We're going to have a lot, but we don't yet have very many at all. Why is that? Well, sure. This is just, a, you know, this is the very start of the program. And, and while we have 70,000 patients signed up, obviously small businesses, especially in a highly regulated environment like this, where security cameras and everything like that, they take a little while. And, and certainly COVID hasn't helped at all. But despite all of those challenges, Missouri was actually the fifth fastest state uh, of the last 21 states to pass medical cannabis since 2005, the fifth fastest to get to market. So uh, a lot of our, our members uh, are out there. They're building out small businesses, finishing construction, and hopefully being able to start providing product to the patient. Okay. So if we're feeling a little impatient, we shouldn't. It sounds like we need to take a deep breath, uh, whether or not we're inhaling, and uh, just give these businesses a little bit of time to, to get ready to open their doors. Yeah, I mean, these businesses are excited about it, as anyone, to, to get excited, uh, to start being able to, to give uh, producer or patients in the state uh, a wide assortment of products. And I think that's one of the things we we're most excited about is just last week, the first infused product manufacturer got approved to start operating. So uh, uh, when someone walks into a 
dispensary right now, they're mostly going to have flour uh, to choose from. But in the coming weeks and months, they'll be able to have the full assortment, edibles, tinctures, vapors, and all of those. And that's really uh, uh, exciting for Missouri patients that they're going to be able to have a sort of full access and, and be able to access it in their, their own backyard. Hmm. I do have a, a quick fact check for you, Jack. Um, our ACE researchers here at uh, St. Louis on the Air tell me that there are actually three dispensaries in the Metro East. But your broader point certainly still stands. 192 is a lot more than that. Um, And this is the perfect time to introduce our second guest today. We're also joined by Mitch Myers. She's the CEO of Bee Leaf Company. That's the first medical marijuana company that opened for business in Missouri. So, Mitch, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Mitch, I understand you were growing cannabis uh, with your company even before state voters approved the constitutional amendment that legalized medical marijuana in 2018. What got you into this line of work? So I actually got involved in Illinois back in 2014 when they passed the law legislatively and was fortunate to be able to get a a dispensary license up in the Chicago area. And once that happened and I began working on that facility, Missouri opened up a very narrow bill for two licensees to grow Uh, a form of cannabis, CBD, which is very low THC for epilepsy patients in the state. And so I applied for one of those licenses and was very fortunate to get it in 2015. So that actually had us growing uh, hemp or a form of cannabis uh, indoors since 2015. And so you were doing that. Um, then three years later, the state voters approved this thing. Things started to get up and running. I'm sure you had to apply again. But what sort of tell me what steps it takes to go from what you were growing to what you're now growing and providing to these dispensaries? Was was there some difficulty in having to transition from one to this this bigger array of products? Well, the the let the. Um, regulatory requirements are very different, obviously. Um, it's very controlled. The rules were well written by the people that managed the amendment, too. Um, and as Jack said, the reason why Missouri was able to get a faster start is because most of those rules and regulations were put into the actual constitutional amendment. So those of us who applied knew exactly what we were getting into. Hmm. Um, it was very difficult and challenging. You had to have your real estate nailed down. You had to have uh, financing and uh, and you know contractors, architects in the wings. So those of us who learned about a year ago um, that we received licenses, be it for cultivation, manufacturing, or in January, we learned about dispensaries, uh, we were only given 12 months to get everything built out and executed and open. Hmm. So it it has been a, a challenging year with a lot going on, especially layering COVID into that. Um, but as he said, we're, you know, we're very close. Our first dispensary is open. Our cultivation operation has been producing since June. And we are we are waiting momentarily to hear about our manufacturing license. So you're dealing with many facets of this business. Yes, we, we are a very fortunate to have vertically integrated license. So uh, part of the challenge is if you only have a dispensary license, you can open, but you're waiting for companies like ourselves or others 
to get their cultivation or manufacturing licensed open to be able to provide you product. Mm. Um, and I know everyone is very anxious and excited. You know, we've seen patients now for a month in our St. Peter's location, and they're all looking forward to the manufactured products. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we uh, asked our listeners on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page what their experience had been so far, whether they had attempted to get medical marijuana cards, whether they had attempted to go make purchases. And we got a lot of feedback from them. Uh, one came from Danny, who writes on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. So far, it seems like so few places in St. Louis actually have product. And if that product anywhere near high medical quality. I'm really impressed with Illinois, though. RSVP and curbside systems in Collinsville and Sauget have gotten really spiffy in the last few months. Um, Jack, I'm curious, has this been a problem for some dispensaries that don't have this vertical integration that Mitch's company has been able to achieve, where it's just been difficult for them to get plants in order to start selling them? Yeah, that's one of the unique things about this this industry is that all of these license holders, the cultivation, manufacturing, dispensaries, you all have to work within the system, right? And at the end of the day, uh, this is a plant. So the marijuana plant takes a couple months uh, to harvest. And, and so that's why a lot of people are waiting for that sort of first round and then second round of harvest so that we can fill the, 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 the stores and the shelves uh, of dispensaries. So there's a number of dispensaries that are kind of waiting on that product. We're starting every single week and month to see more of those cultivators come online. And that's good for everybody throughout the entire industry. And Mitch, a a couple months is roughly what it takes to go from seed to the fully flowered plant that uh, one needs for for one's uh, medicinal purposes here? Yes, exactly. I mean, you have to, first of all, pop that seed and it takes a couple of weeks. And then once you plant it, there's a very uh, strict protocol with seed to sale tracking. So every plant gets a unique identifying number that the state knows about. They know exactly where it is in your facility. And it does take about three and a half months, depending on the strain, to grow the plant. But then you have to harvest it, dry it, and some of us cure that plant for a little bit longer period of time um, before you can trim it package it, test it, and then put it into the marketplace. Mm. So this is not as simple as as one might assume. It's not like just throwing down a dandelion seed and, and waiting for it to grow. No, not exactly. (laughs) We also heard from Rich on our St. Louis on the Air page. He writes, I have a chronic illness and I benefit from using cannabis, which I get in Illinois. My doctor is part of the Mercy Network and is forbidden by Mercy to sign off on my application, forcing me to go to one of these, quote, clinics with doctors that I don't believe are doctors at all. And the price is ridiculous. Jack, do you feel that maybe these prices will drop once many more of these growers get to the point where they have a product ready for sale? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're in the opening weeks of this industry, and so the price is essentially going to be the highest that it'll ever be here. Uh, Once more supply comes in, obviously, we we know what happens with supply and demand there. But I think one of the important things here is that, you know, and you talked a little bit about having to go see a doctor, and obviously, you know, not all doctors are writing these certifications. But as we sit here today, 70,000 Missourians have been able to work with their doctor to get a medical marijuana card from the Missouri Department of Health. And that's something that's really blowing us away. I mean, Illinois, it took them several years to reach anything uh, close to that number. So that's one thing that shows us there's a lot of interest out there among Missouri patients. Hmm. We're talking today about Missouri's fledgling medical marijuana program. My guests today include Jack Cardetti. He's a spokesman for the Missouri Medical uh, Cannabis Trade Association. And we're also joined by 
Mitch Myers. She's the CEO of Bee Leaf Company. And we're curious to hear from you. Have you been able to make a medical marijuana purchase? How did it go? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We do need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. And now back to our conversation. We're talking about Missouri's brand new medical marijuana program. And our guests today are Jack Cardetti, who's a spokesman for the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association, as well as Mitch Myers, who's the CEO of Bee Leaf Company. That's a company that is involved in everything from growing to actually running a dispensary. They have one open now in St. Peter's. Um, And our phone lines are open. We're curious to hear from you. Have you been able to make a medical marijuana purchase? How did it go? Or do you have a question for either of our two experts here? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet. We're at STL on air. So let's go to those phone lines. Uh, Corey is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Corey, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Have you been able to make a medical marijuana purchase? Yes, I actually have. Uh, I've been to the, the Cobbinsville location, the Sarge location, but... Uh, I believe the one that's in St. Peter's, that's probably be the uh, the best one as far as getting you in and getting you out. Wow. Uh, uh, Mitch, yeah. that's a that's a high compliment for your dispensary there, I believe. Thank Is that you, right? Corey. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the fact that I was able to make the purchase online and then uh, you all on you do everything off the app. I mean off your website. So when I made the purchase online I just waited and it just said your order will be ready. And they just shot me a text and say, like, "Hey, your order's ready for pickup." I got in, I was in and out, and it, I like I like that text. I, I did. Um, well, Corey, that, that's great to hear about that experience. And Mitch, I'm curious: is that something you put in place because of COVID nineteen and, and trying not to have people linger, or was that always the plan? So that was always the plan. Um, you know, what people people are anxious to know that what you have in your inventory when they get there, it would be available for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we said, sometimes the supply is not as available in the beginning as we would like. So as soon as we have product, we actually have a system where we can text patients and tell them that we have new supply coming in. They can go on our website and we then uh, pull that product and have it waiting for them when they come in. Um, so it works great, and it's it's really especially helpful with COVID. I know someone mentioned earlier that in Collinsville, you're able to just drive up and they can bring your order out. We are not permitted to do that yet in Missouri to do curbside delivery. Hmm. Um, so this does help, you know, speed people through the process. Well, that's great to hear. And Corey, it sounds like you're very familiar with how Illinois is doing things. I know you loved your St. Peter's experience, but overall, do you feel like the pricing and the quality seems commensurate to what you've seen on the other side of the river? Uh, well, the prices are still kind of up there mm-hmm. uh, on both sides and whatnot. But I, I heard the uh, the one gentleman speaking, he was just saying that uh, it's probably just like that because, you know, it's just freshly open. So, right. uh, but the prices are pretty, they kind of up there. But as long as you, you know, as long as the product, the product was nice, uh, 
and I felt that I was in and out, so it was more better. The it, the Collinsville location at first, they used to have it to where you could come, and when you come, you uh you just pull up and do what you got to do. But now they had it to where you have to go to a shuttle, and then they shuttle you there. Then you got to wait on the shuttle to leave, oh. and I just felt that was just kind of a inconvenience. So when we opened up in, in Missouri, that's why I felt it was it was it was a great experience. Well, Corey, that's great to hear. And, and Mitch, what a compliment to the operation you're running. I want to go back to the phone lines. Uh, Craig is calling from Webster Groves. Um, Craig, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah. Have you been able to partake in Missouri's program? Yes. Uh, very happy uh, that I'm able to do so. I was on uh, some heavy-duty pain meds for chronic problems uh, for over 15 years, and when the Missouri Medical Marijuana Program opened up, uh, of course I applied and, and was accepted, and uh, uh, using the marijuana as, as extensively as I now can has allowed me to get off of uh, a couple of prescription uh, drugs that were, were really strong. Wow. And that's, it's been exceptionally helpful for me. That is so great to hear. And, and Jack, that sounds like exactly what the program set out to do is help people like Craig. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the reasons you saw so much support for this, it was 66%, it passed with 66% of the vote in 2018. It was the largest vote getter of any ballot initiative or candidate on the entire Missouri ballot is because of exactly what he just talked about. For for many, this is an exit drug. Uh, when people that have chronic pain and are suffering and having trouble sleeping, you know, right now, before uh, medical marijuana, their really only option was opioids. And we know that those have uh, been having devastating effects on our community. So to being able to get a highly regulated, safe, compliant medical cannabis uh, in, in your local neighborhood is exciting. So we're great to hear uh, that success story. Well, Craig, we, just had, we had a situation last week where a woman similar to Craig um, was trying to get off opiates and was fi- finally found something that helped her through our dispensary. And she came in the very next day with a homemade pie that she had made for the staff, which I just thought was fabulous. And she was just so appreciative. Wow. Well, these are some these are some heartwarming stories. I didn't expect to be touched by this segment, but it, it is happening. And Craig, I am so happy to hear that, that you're doing well and able to kick some of these things you wanted to kick. And, and Mitch, how nice to get a pie. This is right. <laughs> you are in a helping line of work here. That's for sure. Right. Um, I want to go back to the phone lines. Nate is calling from St. Louis. Um, Nate, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hello, how are you guys today? Yeah, th- thanks for joining us. I understand you have a question. Uh, what are you curious about? I have a couple about? of questions. First of all, I've ha- held medical cards in Colorado, California, Oregon, Washington, and Nevada. And I'm wow. getting my medical card here. I've, in the last five years, I've moved around. I'm kind of a hippie. But um, I'm curious about reciprocation. <laughs> so when I had my Colorado card, I could get reciprocation in Nevada. So I didn't need my Nevada card. I could use my California or my Colorado card there. Mm-hmm. Is Missouri going to have reciprocation? And um, will you guys be using the biotracks or metric systems to where you can track loyalty rewards points? Oh, boy, those are two really good questions. Thank you, Nate, for that. Um, Jack, are you able to answer those questions? 
Well, I'll let Mitch ask the uh, the second one about the BioTrack and metrics. She's much more familiar with that. Uh, in Missouri, uh, the medical marijuana law that's passed here, you do have to be a, a Missouri resident. So there are st- uh, states where you can take your Missouri card and go to other places, but in Missouri, you do have to be a Missouri resident. That's one of the sort of bygone uh, issues we have with the, this being still illegal uh, at the federal level, but legal now in in thirty something states where uh, you know crossing interstate lines with that, all of that is problematic. So the way the law is written in Missouri, you have to be a Missouri patient. Okay. Well, that's very helpful. Thank you, Jack, for answering that. And Mitch, I will be honest, I am not sure what the caller is talking about. Can you explain to us what he meant by this this tracking thing that has to do with the rewards program? And, and then yes, let us know if, if you're going to do that. <laughs> he is an educated uh, customer. So metric is our state tracking system. So as I said, when we plant a plant... Um, and it gets put into our nursery, we assign it a number, a unique identifying number. And so that number follows that plant all the way through its life cycle. And the state actually restricts uh, purchases to four ounces per month per patient. Um, So we have, that's all within our system. We also have additional software we're using, which is Sprout, And that is going to be our loyalty program. And yes, to answer your question, Nate, we do have a loyalty program set up based on how much your purchases are. And that is kept within our computer so that we're able to see when a customer comes in what they've purchased in the past. And we're able to inquire about that in terms of how that's working for them um, and, and have more dialogue about products. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Ron is calling from Ferguson. Ron, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Uh, yes, I was calling about the selection process, and I was wondering how did it end up with 192 licenses being uh, awarded, and I think only one was awarded to an African-American company. And I'm trying to figure out what was the process to determine who got a license and who didn't. And I personally know people who applied who are medical doctors, mm-hmm. attorneys, and they did not get one. And one of them was even a former FBI agent. Now I thought that was amazing that they couldn't get one and people who didn't have any degrees or any high level of finance were able to get one. Ron, that is a great question. I really appreciate you raising that. Um, Jack, can you speak to um, what Ron is bringing up here? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, under the Missouri Constitution, the Department of Health has to give out at least 338 facility licenses, cultivation, the 192 dispensaries, and manufacturing. So that's the minimum level at any time that they have to give out, and that ensures robust patient access. Now, as patients grow, they could actually give out uh, more licenses than that. And so for those 338 uh, licenses, uh, they had a, a merit-based application system, the Missouri Department of Health did. And one of the things that was so interesting is you had more than 2,300 groups uh, and people apply for those licenses. Wow. So while we have the second most medical marijuana licenses of any state, obviously there were still 85% of the people that applied that were disappointed, obviously. But the DHSS set it up as a merit-based process. They looked at things such as, uh, you know, site security, economic development um, there, and they ended up uh, making those selections through a blind third-party score. So that was the system. That's how the licenses were handed out, and certainly there were a lot of disappointed uh, people here. But in Missouri, we are going to have more licenses than almost any other medical state. I am glad to hear that there's going to be so many 
money, but we have heard a lot of allegations about this third-party scorer. I know there's been a legislative investigation. There have been a lot of lawsuits. There's apparently an FBI probe that's touching on at least a, a part of this that may be related to a, a, an unrelated thing happening in independence. But, you know, there's certainly been a lot of smoke around some of this selection here. And, and what Ron is saying about the lack of diversity is, is certainly troubling to a lot of people. Should we have faith at this point, Jack, that this was done fairly? Yeah, I think that the Department of Health has handled themselves with a lot of integrity. They set out uh, what we think is a very good uh, system, but certainly um, there are people that are going to be disappointed. They didn't get a license. They put a lot of time, effort, money uh, into that process. Uh, but again, 85% of them ended up at the end of the day not getting uh, a license. So I think that's one of the things that you, we've heard uh, time and time again is that there is disappointment that p- people that wanted to be in the industry, but at the end of the day, they were not selected. Mitch, are, are people within the industry and people who have been given licenses, um, are, are they mindful here of, of trying to, to deal with issues of equity and making sure this isn't just all white people laughing all the way to the bank? And, and I do want to warn you, we have just about a minute left here uh, before our break. I do think people are mindful of this. Um, you know, we, we are very fortunate to be able to participate in an industry that has incarcerated many minority people for many years. Um, you know, we can't change that, um, but we can sure help bring them up. And I know our particular company is working very hard recruiting people to bring them into the industry uh, and help them have good paying jobs. Um, because what you need to get a license is experience. And so if we can get minorities into the business and having them be cultivators, having them be extractors or managers of a dispensary, the next time the state gives out more licenses, they will then have that experience to be able to compete. So I do believe you're going to see quite a few uh, of our competitors wanting to do the same. Well, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. And uh, Mitch Myers, CEO of the Bee Leaf Company, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing your expertise. Thank you. And Jack Cardetti of the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And we do want to encourage you, if you want to continue this conversation, uh, just look for St. Louis on the Air on Facebook, and you can ask to join our group there. It's a private group, but uh, once you just answer a few questions proving that you're not a bot, you can get in and and talk with us. Uh, Coming up next, we'll talk to Brothers Lazaroff. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.